Hello, good morning everyone. Uh, hopefully everyone's well. Just had a little bit of uh, some technical issues here with my audio this morning, so running a little bit late, but uh, hopefully everyone is still, uh, still awesome and well. There we go, we're ready to roll. Hey, good morning. Um, this one's for Rose. Um, she gave me a bit of a hit up uh, uh, via an email. Uh, thanks Rose for a bit of a suggestion of what we might talk about. Uh, so today we're going to talk about the concept of selling. Ooh, watch out. <laughs> I always say buy well, never sell. Buy well, never sell. However, what happens if you didn't buy well? We're going to chat about that uh, a little bit later. So hang around and we'll, uh, we'll talk about uh, that one. But welcome back to uh, those like James. Good morning, James. Hey, Kevin, all the way from Florida again, mate. Great to have you here, buddy. Thanks for uh, zooming on in or live streaming in. There's Graham. Uh, morning, mate. Good to see you. Uh, Roz, sunny. Hey, there you are, Roz. Good to see you all the way from the sunny coast. Uh, Arnie and Alison, good to see you guys this morning. As always, great to have the regulars back. Uh, the regulars coming in. Uh, you guys are always awesome. Great for, thanks for supporting. Good to see everyone sort of uh, jumping on. And... Um, there you go. Anyone who's new, anyone who's new, anyone's like, hey, this, uh, this might be interesting. Um, <laughs> yeah, well, Andrew, yeah, it's uh, no chance of sleeping at my house, I can tell you that, man. Um, but um, it had some technical issues. The audio was not working for some reason. So we'll see how we go. Hey, Brad, good morning, mate. Uh, good to see you. And um, Christina, uh, dialing on in. So. Uh, and like I said, uh, for those who are coming back, thanks, gang. Great to see you. Uh, for those who are new, or you might stumble across this later on, uh, welcome. Jason Whitten is my name. Been property investing over 20 years, coaching property investors across Australia and New Zealand, uh, over 18 since 2003, uh, through uh, our, uh, our business that's been supporting property investors, Positive Real Estate, and our coaching program. And each morning we, we get together and have a, a little chat uh, a wealth coffee chat, matter of fact, uh, about things that are going on. So, morning, uh, everyone. Great to see you guys. Riley McNee, dialing in all the way from Coffs Harbour or Port Macquarie. Where are you, Rolls? Is it Coffs or Port? I keep forgetting. They're always they're fairly close together. Um, anyway, good to see you guys. So, what happens? What happens in the world of owning real estate? When, uh, yeah, it sounds really simple to say, buy well, never sell, uh, and you'll be good, Port. All right, sweet, um, Port Mac. Um, what happens if you didn't buy well? What happens if you got a dud in your portfolio? Uh, and, um, you know, it's, it's a bit of a challenge, it's a bit of a problem. So let's talk through that today. Let me um, chuck my coffee over here as we go. Because, hey, listen, uh, I've bought a couple of duds, uh, and they weren't duds at the start, but they turned out to be duds later. And necessarily, I wouldn't call them uh, duds. What I would call them uh, is um, uh, a limited deal for the future. And so, uh, let me talk about, you know, let me talk you guys through um, things that might happen there, all right? So, selling. Um, into when you start investing, some of the things that we start out with are um, 
uh, a certain budget uh, and a certain amount of knowledge. All right, and 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 maybe if you're lucky, you might have a certain strategy that you're making your decisions on to buy your property. Okay, so for example, when I first started out 20 plus years ago, uh, my budget, my buying power, my ability to purchase something was fairly limited. So you know, maybe it was 200k. Okay, it was I think it was a bit less than that, but uh, 150 or something like that. So when you have a look at your budget, you then, um, you know, uh, are unfortunately often limited to the areas and the types of deals you can do. Often, your knowledge is, uh, let's say, your knowledge of investing. If we took a, uh, a ratio of 100%, your knowledge is maybe at 5%. I want to invest and I, I kind of need to buy a house or whatever. That's your knowledge. That's the extent of your knowledge. And your strategy for you personally, for where you want to go, nine times out of 10, most people start probably at a 0% of strategy worked out. So if you look at these, these things change over time. And so, you know, uh, you, start, you might start out here and the capacity for you and if you say your budget's higher, your knowledge is better, and you've got a better strategy, those things uh, will be sometimes an indicator of upgrading or uh, transferring from one property to another, okay? So keep an eye on that. Is your budget increased? Is your knowledge increased? Is your strategy increased? And those are some of the reasons why we would then go back and analyze our properties, okay? So let's have a look at this. Selling, why would we sell? Number one reason we would sell in the space of um, a property is that it is holding you back, okay? Holding you back, let me, let me put it uh, there. Holding you back. Now there's two reasons why a property, there's two reasons why a property would hold you back, okay? Um, and would anyone uh, maybe put in the chat right now, uh, what would be the two reasons a property would hold you back, gang? From a dollars and cents point of view, a financial sense point of view, put it in the chat and tell me why do you think, um, in your experience, how a property holds you back from hitting your goals in building your property portfolio. Because if we go over here and we say, all right, my strategy, my strategy is to buy six properties and create 100K of passive income. And uh, I had a chat to a gentleman yesterday and uh, this is where he was. He was at two properties, okay? And uh, he was stuck um, and under, uh, Anna said uh, underperforming and yes, Underperforming in what way, okay? Let's go back and have a bit of a look. You nailed it, Dane. The property is massive negative cash flow, okay? And um, it's smashing your servicing, gang, okay? Massive negative cash flow, money flowing out of your pocket, and it impacts your servicing. Servicing, okay? So you can't borrow to get another loan, okay? 
Now, um, I see this all the time. What happens is we get obsessed with growth and we, we lose our mind for some reason. Oh, this is a capital growth area. This is a capital growth property, blah, 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 blah. And yes, that might be true, but it's completely and 100% irrelevant if the growth occurs and you can't use any of that equity to go get another property, okay? So just keep that in mind. We have to balance up the growth and the cash flow for you to be able to get the outcome that you want. If you want those six properties, as this is the goal, six properties in 100K, you know, it doesn't matter that that property now grew in value if you can't borrow to get the third or the fourth or the fifth or the sixth gang, okay? Um, and this is where people get stuck, okay? So, um, it's holding you back because the servicing and the borrowing um, is a problem and uh, that means you can't access the equity or the growth that's happened in that property, negative cash flow, and Allison, um, and Allison hit the other one, <coughs> The property is too old, okay, and it can't keep up, okay? Keep up because you've got to spend so much money on maintaining the property and its ability to keep up just falls away, okay? Just falls away. Now, uh, I was chatting with another client yesterday uh, and he's come to the realization that one of the properties he's got uh, is in that bad a condition, he's better off knocking it down and building a whole brand new house. So that's another thing where you get to a certain stage, depending if you've purchased an old property, uh, where you think about this. Because I don't know if um, there was a few people here that, that were on the mentoring night the other night when we had our debrief from Andrew Wilson, Australia's best property economist, and Sam Sagers, the best, Australia's best strategist, my business partner and uh, in positive. Uh, and Sam said, hey listen, when you retire, and you're, you know, 50 or 60, uh, you don't want your property to be older than you. Uh, you just think about that, gang, your properties if your property's too old. So it's holding you back from a cash flow or the property's too old and it's just gonna cost too much to maintain, okay? Gang, just keep that in mind. So that's the number one reason, which ends up in uh, a subset of two things, why um, I would go ahead and sell, okay? Um, now, um, uh, before you do that, before you sort of, oh, you've got to work out the numbers, you've got to work out the math, okay? Don't just boop, jump off and like, okay, away we go. I like the idea of, you know, buy well, never sell, because if you buy well understanding what this means at the start into the future, that will be hardly ever an issue, if you, um, if you understand what I'm saying. <clears throat> Second one, okay? Uh, the opportunity, the op cost. Okay, and this comes back to this thing, gang. Okay, the knowledge and the strategy. Okay, so when you first started, you, uh, you know, you thought, all right, well, um, um, you know, I might do, I don't know, a little subdivision or something like that. Um, and now the opportunity cost for you is to get a better deal uh, in a better location because where you wanted to do a subdivision, you are now um, you know, further away from the city in a secondary town or a secondary location. The strategy was get better cash flow and do a subdivision, which is fine. You've ended up with some land, you've ended up with some properties, but you know, they are in B or C locations, okay? Um, 
and the opportunity cost of having that property in a better market, you're now seeing quite significant differences, okay? And so I'll give you an example, a very quick example of how that worked for me. Um, I'll draw a little, you know, that's, that's Australia, by the way, it's a terrible Australia, but um, uh, actually I don't think there's that many lines in the middle of Australia, but anyway, <laughs> not doing a great job. Uh, there's, there's um, and where's uh, Canberra, kind of there. Anyway, the point is, the point is, gang, I had a property uh, many years ago in a mining town called Kalgoorlie, and that property was fantastic. Good cash flow, it had great growth. It went from $100,000 to $300,000 in growth. And I'm like, you beauty, this is a wonderful property. And that was about five or six years. Uh, that was in that mining boom time, crazy times. Uh, and then the question was, <coughs> do I think, does Jason think, do I think that that town would go from 300 to 600 or 600 to a million, okay? Uh, for me, I said no. So I then uh, transferred my opportunity cost of that property and that location, I transferred it all the way to Queensland for an absolute waterfront property. So I sold, made my profit, upgraded my property, and now I've parked my money in a location and a position that I will keep forever, okay? Um, so... It's an upgrade strategy. It's called the migration of your money. Um, and that's what I did, opportunity cost. Sometimes we analyze our portfolio or our properties, especially if we're only gonna own five or six or seven properties, gang. If you've got a lazy one, if you've got one that's not working and it's not gonna be really working hard in the future, maybe we have a little look at that one and you know, see if the opportunity cost compared to something else is, um, you know, is worth maybe exchanging that property the opportunity cost, okay? Okay. Um, hey, morning, Yasmin. No problem. I was a bit late as well. So uh, we're all running a bit late today. That's the way it's rolling this morning for us. So opportunity cost. Now, not an opportunity cost. That I'm not going to sell my house to buy Bitcoin, sell my house to do something else. You know, no, no. The opportunity cost of the location of your real estate, um, uh, migration of your money, the real estate value wealth is parked ultimately in the never sell location that you're happy with, okay? We've dived a bit deeper into that one. If it's holding you back, if the opportunity cost of your previous knowledge and strategy is now run out of steam, um, and last but not least, uh, debt reduction or, or it's part of your exit plan, okay? Now, uh, two reasons, two things. Um, when you chat to a very good financial planner, uh, they will have, uh, if you are into property, they will have uh, uh, some strategies and some tips for you to be able to buy a property and if you've got uh, that plan and strategy in place to make a sale of that property at some point in the future, make a gain and potentially roll that gain over tax uh, low or even tax-free um, and roll it into super and beef, beef something up. So if it's part of your exit plan, it's part of that plan where you are transferring wealth from one place which is taxable to another place which is non-taxable, okay? That's part of your exit plan. Or it's part of debt reduction. 
you've got five or seven properties, you sell two, and now your debt goes down and your income goes up, okay, um, as we go. So, but, so again, hopefully that makes sense, yeah? Um, is it holding you back? Do the math on that uh, and chat to your coach. Just don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. Um, the opportunity cost of your previous knowledge, budget, uh, and strategy, um, you know, that might be, um, it might be a perfectly fine property, but if you transferred that value from there to there, would you end up with a better property that you want to own forever? And third uh, is it's part of your exit plan. It's part of debt reduction or a rollover transferring wealth from one place to another place strategically so it's more efficient and creates more wealth for you in the future. That's it. That's it. That's me. That's it. That's uh, Roz. That one was for you today. Um, oh, yeah. There you go. Hopefully that made sense, gang. Uh, sorry about being a little bit late today, but uh, tomorrow I'll make sure all uh, bells and whistles are working. Usually it's working straight off the bat, but uh, you know, there you go. Technology and live TV or live streaming uh, can uh, catch you unawares, um, but there you go. All right, gang, that's it from me today. Um, I hope you're awesome and well, um, and uh, give us a shout out. Like that was, that was great, uh, Roz. Um, gave me a shout out and said, can you talk about this for me today, which was awesome. Uh, whatever you guys think or need, give me a chat. Uh, just drop it in the comments. Send me an email if you're mentoring or hit me up uh, with a message on Facebook. Uh, love to hear from you guys about you know what's on your mind, uh, what I can help you with, and uh, what we can have a, a wealth coffee chat in the morning about around about 8 o'clock each day. Around about 8 o'clock each day. Uh, try and keep uh, on time within five minutes of uh, eight o'clock, which is uh, which is sort of cool. All right, that's it, man. Uh, that's it from me, gang. Um, stay well, stay safe, and uh, see you tomorrow around about the same time. Wealth coffee chat done. All right, bye bye.